0: Psalms for the ninth day morning prayer. Psalms 44, 45, and 46. We have heard with our ears, O God, our forefathers have told us, the deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. How with your hand you drove the people out and planted our forefathers in the land how you destroyed nations and made your people flourish. For they did not take the land by their sword, nor did their arm win the victory for them. But your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because of you favored them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Jacob. Through you we pushed back our adversaries, Through your name, we trampled on those who rose up against us. For I do not rely on my bow, and my sword does not give me the victory. Surely you gave us victory over our adversaries and put those who hate us to shame. Every day we glorified in God, and we will praise your name forever. Nevertheless, you have rejected and humbled us and do not go forth with our enemies. And have you made us fall back before our adversary, and our enemies have plundered us? You have made us like sheep to be eaten, and have scattered us among the nations. You are selling your people for a trifle, and are making no profit on the sale of them. You have made us the scorn of our neighbors, a mockery and a derision to those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughing stock among the peoples. My humiliation is daily before me and shame has covered my face. Because of the taunts of the mockers and the blasphemers, because of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us. Yet we have not forgotten you, nor have we betrayed your covenant. Our heart never turned back nor did our footsteps stray from your path. Though you trust us down into the place of misery and covered us over with deep darkness, if we had forgotten the name of our God, or stretched out our hands to some strange God, will not God find it out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Indeed, for your sake, we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why are you sleeping? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why have you hidden your face and forgotten our affliction and oppression? We sink down into the dust. Our body cleaves to the ground. Rise up and help us and save us for the sake of your steadfast love. My heart is stirring with a noble song. Let me recite what I have fashioned for the king. My tongue shall be the pen of a skilled writer. You are the fairest of men. Grace flows from your lips because God has blessed you forever. Strap your sword upon your thigh, O mighty warrior, in your pride and your majesty. Ride out and conquer in the cause of truth for the sake of justice. Your right hand will show your marvelous things. Your arrows are a very sharp, O mighty warrior. The peoples are falling at your feet and the king's enemies are losing heart. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate iniquity. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. All your garments are fragrant with myrrh, aloes, and cassia, and the music of strings from ivory palaces makes you glad. King's daughter, stand among the ladies of the courts. On your right hand is the queen, adorned with the gold of Ophir. Hero, daughter, consider and listen closely. Forget your people in your father's house. The king will have pleasure in your beauty. He is your master, therefore do him honor. The people of Tyre are here with a gift. The rich among the people seek your favor. All-glorious is the princess of, she enters. Her gown is cloth of gold. An embroidered apparel she is brought to the king. After her, the bridesmaids follow in procession. With joy and gladness they are brought and enter into the palace of the king. In place of fathers, O king, you shall have sons. You shall make them princes over all the earth. I will make your name to be remembered from one generation to another. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear though the earth be moved and though the mountains be toppled into the depths of the sea. Though its waters rage and foam and though the mountains tremble at its tumult, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be overthrown. God shall help her at the break of day. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are shaken. God has spoken and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now and look upon the works of the Lord. What awesome things he has done on earth. It is he who makes war to cease in all the world. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15, beginning at the 12th verse. The whole assembly kept silence and listened to Barnabas and Paul as they told all the signs and wonders that God had done through him and among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, My brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first looked favorably on the Gentiles to take from among them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets as it is written, After this I will return, and I will return to the dwelling of David, which has fallen. From its ruins I will rebuild it, and I will set it up, so that all other peoples may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles over whom my name has been called. Thus says the Lord, who has been making these things known from long ago. Therefore I have reached the decision that we should not trouble those Gentiles in turning to God, but we should write to them to abstain only from things polluting by idols and fornication and from whatever has been strangled from the blood. For in every city for generations past, Moses has those who proclaim him for he has been read aloud every Sabbath in the synagogues. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 11, beginning at the 30th verse. Jesus had not yet come to the village of Bethany, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, so that they may believe that you sent me when he had said this he cried with a loud voice lazarus come out the danban came out his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth jesus said to them unbind him and let him go See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and his is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy. For the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Reflection for Friday for the Week of Proper 18 A reading from the Moral Reflections on Job by Gregory the Great, Bishop of Rome, 604 Listen, Job, to what I say and ponder all my words. The teaching of the arrogant has this characteristic. They do not know how to introduce their teachings humbly, and they cannot convey correctly to others the things that they understand correctly themselves. With their words, they betray what they teach. They give the impression that they live on lofty heights from which they look down disdainfully on those that they are teaching. They regard the latter as inferiors to whom they do not deign to listen. As they talk, indeed, they scarcely deign to talk to them at all. They simply lay down the law. To teachers of this kind, the Lord through the prophet says rightly, But you will rule them with severity and with no power. There is no doubt that such is the prone not to correct their subjects with quiet reasoning, but to compel them to change by rough and domineering methods, rule with severity and power. On the contrary, true doctrine all the more effectively shuns the voice of arrogance through reflection, in which it pursues the arrogant teacher with the arrows of its words. It ensures that the pride with which it attacks the hearts and those listening to the sacred words will not in fact be preached by arrogant conduct. For true doctrine tries both to teach by words and to demonstrate by living example. Humility, which is the mother and mistress of virtues. Its goal is to express humility among the disciples of truth more by deeds than by words. Accordingly, when addressing the Thessalonians, Paul is oblivious to his own eminent dignity as an apostle. He actually says we become as little children in your midst. Similarly, the Apostle Peter enjoins, Be always prepared to satisfy every way who asks a reason for the hope which is in you. And by adding the words, with a good conscience, speak gently and respectfully, Peter draws attention to the manner in which sacred doctrine should be taught. When he tells his disciples, these things command and teach with all power, Paul really recommends the credibility that goes hand in hand with good behavior rather than the domineering exercise of power. When one practices first and preaches afterwards, one is really teaching with power. Doctrine loses credibility if conscience tethers the tongue. Paul, therefore, in the saying quoted above, does not refer to the power of lofty rhetoric, but to the confidence elicited in good deeds. Of the Lord, too, it is said, He taught with authority unlike the scribes and the Pharisees. He alone, in a unique and sovereign way, spoke from the power of His goodness, because no evil weakness led Him into sin. For He had from the power of His own divine nature what he gave to us through the sinlessness of his human nature. Here ends the reflection. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. for his rising to life again in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom grant us the gift of your spirit that we may know Christ and make him known and through him at all times and in all places may give thanks to you in all things Amen let us bless the Lord thanks be to God